0: all right Hello. welcome in to the three guys talking ball podcast it is just me of the three guys today grant and ethan are both uh had some things come up grant's traveling back from the uh paris of the southwest tulsa oklahoma Ethan had a had something come up, so he's not able to join. So we decided to upgrade and we bring in the uh, the uh, pride of Beach, North Dakota, Mike Zier. Mike, how are we doing? Hey,
1: pretty good. Uh, sorry to hear about your slacker partners. You would think that they could be here? And as far as he's driving back from Tulsa, I mean, there can't be much on the road. He could just put the phone on the dash and be in the conversation.
0: You'd think, yeah, but yeah, that's. He's not he's similar to you where he's not very tech savvy, so
1: yeah, that's true. I'm definitely yeah. not tech savvy.
0: And he was uh, he was at the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State game over the weekend and he was in Oklahoma Gear. Bedlam. Yeah.
1: yeah. so yeah, that was a bedlam. weird game, right? They Oklahoma got
0: out twenty eight nothing. and i I
1: actually went to the movie. I went to uh, here in Beach. Uh, they reopened the movie theater uh, about a year ago. and so I like to try and support it and they had Black Adam on. And I'm like, wow, 28, nothing, you know, and they get back and see the score and that was all Oklahoma scored.
0: Yeah. It was uh yeah. After that, it kind of just fizzled. And then I think Oklahoma state made it, had some, got into Oklahoma territory. I think they got in the red zone a couple of times, ended up turning it over and that was it for uh, that was it for bedlam. But you were, uh, you, uh, you had some exciting game. games that, that you got to call the nine man state championship. You got a doozy of a game between New Salem and Cavalier. What was uh, what was your first experience doing color commentary like?
1: Well, I w- I was really nervous. Um, you know, I'd never done that before. I d- I did uh, one uh, with on KDIX with Jim Dahl. I did color for a a, a football game, a college football game. Uh, I've never done television before. You know, because I have a face for radio, <laughs> and um, so I. Um, I was nervous, but um, I just told myself uh, after I started, okay, I'm in in teacher mode, right? So, you know, for those of us that are in education, you know, there's really two kinds of, you know, when you're in teacher mode, your language is a lot different than like when I'm in football mode or whatever, you know, and uh, not everyone's like that, but I am. So, uh, you know, I just had to make uh, careful of that, and then I kept interrupting Sam, which you know, I felt bad about that, but, uh, I, I thought the game was great. Uh, it was really fun. Um, and I didn't know they'd had donuts up there. I mean, I would have been up in that press box years, just getting free donuts from those. Have you ever had those Sandy donuts?
0: Oh yeah. From, yep.
1: Yeah. They're pretty good. Right. You know? Yep. Oh yeah. And, uh, um, so uh, it was fun and, uh, it was a good game, you know, went to overtime and, and I, I hope I gave a little perspective on how different, uh, The nine man game is the 11 man game basically because of the always going for two and not kicking. I mean, it just changes the game. You know, that uh, from coaching.
0: Yeah, for sure. And have you, how many in your coaching career, how many extra points have you kicked? Can you, can you count on one hand or is it two hands?
1: No, actually. So when, when, when I first started as head coach at beach, we were 11 man and, and we kicked all, we kicked PATs all the time. And, uh, and then even my first year of nine man, we kicked, we even kicked the field goal down on Mott, but then, uh, the, the more you, you progress, um, in the nine man game, you find out that, uh, number one, it's tough to block. You know, when you only got uh, nine guys and, and, uh, two of them are one's holding the ball, one's kicking it, that leaves uh, seven on the line. Uh, that's tough to block because you got a, you got a sharper angle to the ball. Um, so we just, you know, and I, I don't know, I, I think Shiloh Christian, when we played them, they would kick PATs, but I know a very few nine-man teams that kick, uh, just the nature of the game. But no, we kicked, uh, kicked quite a bit in uh, 11-man, that's, uh, we have to. In fact, uh, uh, the first playoff game we ever won in school history, uh, we won nine to eight. Uh, we had a touchdown, extra point, and then a safety.
0: There you go, yeah. Even it's it's trickled up more into the eleven man game too, I think, because I feel like we played a lot of teams this year that and that ended up going for two uh most most of the time if they had the uh if they scored a touchdown. So well, you're a, seeing it a, a lot, lot of more that, and more analytic yeah. route, but
1: you know, I mean I, I see what you're saying, Dylan. I don't know if it's analytics so much as you just may not have somebody who can kick that the ding too, ball. Yeah. I mean, if you can't have someone who doesn't kick it, I mean, he kicks it straight into the center's butt, I mean, you you know, your better chance is just go for two. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like some of those guys, uh, I you know, I, I get it, but some, some of these guys are all big, tough guys, and, you know, they ah oh, we'll never punt. And it's like, well, what do you do when it's fourth and 15 from your own 20? I mean, it's okay to punt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, punt's you know, not a bad play.
1: Yeah, it's not a bad play. I mean, you know, uh, um, so, you know, everyone has their own style.
0: Yeah, and, well, and we won a game this year because we had a, we had a kicker and he kicked the game-winning field goal. It was, one of pre- it was one of the craziest games I've ever coached in back and forth. We each scored 50 points and we it was a fourth down and ended up running the kicker out and he, he made it. So it's, a, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. a huge thing to have in your back pocket. And
1: like I said, an eleven man—that—that's—I uh, mean, it—it it, in my book, it's a necessity. I spent a lot of time on the kicking game. Uh, you know, I even went and bought one of those uh, those shoes that are got like a block on the front.
0: Oh yeah, those yep. aren't
1: as easy to find as you think. I still got it in the equipment room, and uh, so if you hit it, hit the ball square, you can really swing it and uh, get some good distance. Uh, we had Devin Steele. He owns the uh, auto uh, repair place here in beach. Now, uh, he kicked, uh, he, we got touchbacks all the time. I mean, that's, that's a huge, that's one of the biggest differences, you know, a nine man, you start, your field position is always good at nine men, but it doesn't always matter. Yeah. That makes sense. You know? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. If you, it, it, that's another thing too, in high school, if you have a kicker who can kick it to the back of the end zone every time, that's also an added weapon that you need to utilize.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you guys through your years have had pretty good kickers, you know. So, uh, I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, credit to you guys and, and to the kids that come out for your teams and stuff. So, but yeah, 50 points. Uh, but your defensive coordinator wasn't too happy about that game.
0: No, no, <laughs> no, he wasn't. And, but got a win. Yeah. And uh, fi- giving up 50 points, uh, your 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 college team knows a little bit about that after the weekend.
1: Oh, duh. My uh, uh, so while well, both my college teams had uh, the one I actually went to and played at and then the one I cheer for as well. Yeah, Montana had a rough weekend, uh, 55 points. Um, they, uh, it was over before it began, so to speak. I uh, You don't see too many games like that, let alone rivalry games, but uh, they do come along, and, and uh, it was just an ass-kicking. Uh, Bozeman just dominated it. But, you know, Dylan, uh, one of the things that I've enjoyed, two things the last few days is you getting into that Twitter fight with that one guy, Um, (laughs) and uh, I've enjoyed that. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been friends or not. Uh, uh, I mean, he even got personal with you, which I always get a (laughs) kick out of guys like that. When he doesn't even – you know, uh, he starts spouting about the school you coach at, I'm like, okay, pal, but whatever. (laughs) But uh, um, uh, is the the amount of people that are mad – upset, uh, pissed off however you want to say it that Montana got into the playoffs uh, the Grizzlies not not obviously not Montana State and uh, I'm just like guys there's there's way worse teams you know there's uh, eight or nine automatic qualifiers that don't deserve to be in the playoffs but get in you know it, it, it'll be okay they're always they always have to fill the bracket in with teams like that, Dylan, it just happened to be this year. It was the big sky, not the Missouri Valley.
0: Yeah. Well, back and back to the, the, this Twitter fight was that it was, I don't know. I tweeted out that it was 6,972 days since the last time UND beat NDSU. And usually when guys start going, personal attacks that's when I kind of just shut it down it's like you've got way more problems than what I'm tweeting back at you so I'm not even gonna give you any response or anything like that I at that point I just sat there and laughed it's like so (laughs) chill out the
1: the funny part was is he he was talking about how uh UND has a 10 game advantage overall in the series uh, which by the way Montana has a huge one against Montana State as well but the, the part that was funny that I wanted to reply to him, like, well, uh, Arizona State has a one to zero advantage against you guys in hockey. Uh, does that mean they're a better hockey program? I mean, <laughs> you know, a- but I did. I don't get into those anymore. I got into uh, I got to tell you this real quick. Okay, I got into one one Twitter beef. This was uh, quite a few years ago now, Dylan, with this lady. Uh, it was when the when the Bison played uh, Jacksonville State in the, in the championship. You remember that?
0: Yeah, that was my senior year.
1: Oh, okay. Good. So they, they were down there in Frisco and this lady who was a Jacksonville state fan, she got into a Twitter fight with me saying that Frisco, Texas was not a neutral site for the national championship game. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't even got into it with her, but I did. I'm like, have you seen a map? North Dakota from Texas, like you're literally closer or at least fairly close uh, to, to Frisco than where uh, NDSU was. But, you know, at that time, Dylan, that was when, I mean, they just swarmed Frisco with with Bison fans, you know, and, and uh, yeah. And then then she was complaining because uh, <laughs> it was like uh, I don't know what it was. Dylan it was like it was like 48 degrees that day or something. And she was like, you know, she was cold and it was an unfair advantage. And what's that in part may have been, but I mean, how do you know that? Right. You don't know yeah. what the temperature is going to be two years in advance.
0: Oh, hell 49 degrees. That's football. That's perfect weather. You
1: so, can walk around so in my, a hoodie there. Yeah. So my thing is, is I think you do the right thing is this, you know, I look at Twitter as you just try to have fun and, and uh, I stay away from politics and, and like personal attacks. And, uh, um, I, I think it just works out better. And, uh, but I had, I got a kick out of that guy. He, he didn't give up on you, man. He kept, uh, he kept, uh, he kept on you. So I, yeah. I just like, he <laughs> did the right thing. Not that you need my approval, but uh, I was <laughs> like, that guy, you got to burn his saddle.
0: Yeah, it's, it is what it is. It's that's that I, I similar to you. I, I, I use Twitter to troll people. That's the fun part because, for the most part, if somebody wants to talk smack about one of my teams, there's probably a 95% chance that I've already said it about them. So, you know, and and being able to use that term, because being the Michigan fan, I am, I've had to listen to Ohio state fans for the past 15 years, tweet, tweet the same thing. So, you know what, it is really nice to be able to flip that around on somebody. So I'm I'm just going to enjoy it, you know, NDSU, they took care of business. Cam Miller just scored again. Uh, that was yeah. similar to similar to the Montana State game. It was over within the uh, first couple of plays after Tamerik Williams had that 50-yard run. Their second offensive play, and oh yeah, yeah. Uh, UND they still got some life. Uh, you know, they they get to go to Weber State. Uh, a little bit of a Big Sky rivalry renewed. I don't know if you call it a rivalry, but they did play each other. Do you, uh, how, how are you feeling about uh, SEMO? You know, I mean,
1: they, they got in on a, on a coin toss, uh, but the, the talk was that they would have got in, with, which is kind of interesting is, is that if, if Tennessee Martin uh, would have won that coin toss and then SEMO would have got in, they would have knocked Montana out of the playoffs. Because I think, I think it goes without saying that the Montana Grizzlies were the last team in uh, as far as at-larges.
0: Yeah, they said that it was, I think I think I saw it today. It was UND and Montana were the last two teams in. Yeah. And
1: and that's fine. I mean, that you know, they're both seven and four, both playing good conferences. And I think what helped the Grizz though, and this is gonna be a weird saying this, Dylan, but what helped the Grizz is that, you know, they, they played the number two seed to overtime on the road. You know, they they played Weaver really tough on the road. I mean, these are all losses for them. And uh, what killed the Grizz was they lost the, the little brown jug or this beer Stein or whatever the thing is that they play with Idaho for. And, um, you know, like by like three at home, had they won that, we wouldn't even have been, you know, none of this stuff would have even happened, but, but they didn't. Um, so Simo will come up there and, and uh, I, I actually think that the Grizz are going to bounce back and play well. Uh, but, if you're a SEMO, you're looking at that and you're like, wow, we could run the football on these guys. Cause why not? Right. <laughs> so, that was, so uh, yeah, but, but it's a night game in Missoula, you know, it's uh, it's what is it Dylan? It's like eight o'clock kickoff like a, our time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was listening to a uh, uh, hot mic today and they were saying it was like a 9 PM and they're in Fargo. So central time. So yeah, yep. it's like an 8 PM kick going to be a little chilly, probably some, some wind there and. But yeah, so I, I, I think yeah. it'll be a should be a good game. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know if I'll be able to stay up and watch. watch I'll, I'll probably try to watch some of it, but I'm usually usually by eight o'clock. I'm pretty footballed out on a Saturday. But when I when I saw the bracket for NDSU, it was South Dakota State is the one seed. So and everything you heard and read was they were Bison were going to get the four. Sac State was going to get the one. But so they flipped the one and the two. So yeah. it ended up kind of working out where the I I really like NDSU's bracket. Uh they get to play Montana, who they I think Tommy Malat is still running through your uh the Grizzlies defense. Correct. And that, that's a bad matchup for Montana. I think it was Bob and this would set up a matchup between NDSU and Montana, which this would be the last time. Bobby Houck, I think, played, coached against NDSU was when NDSU was still in the D2 era, which I'm kind of bringing up some bad memories for you, Mike.
1: Oh, yeah. That was the that was the the Bison's uh, um signature win, actually. Uh when they they were transitioning it up and they came out to that was back when teams wanted to play the bison. And you remember like they even you know they even played uh um they played like Central Michigan when Antonio yep. Brown was there and J.J. Watt. Uh, yep. Yeah, and and uh, but what uh, back to a couple points. Uh, number one, you need to just suck it up, man. It's the playoffs. Don't give me this. I'm um, football out by eight o- eight o'clock. I mean that <laughs> it's a Saturday night, dude. What you got? Like ten kids that you got to put to bed nope. or what? So <laughs> Not yeah. That I so know of. I mean, yeah. So you're okay. The second thing is, is I thought it was really unique that. Uh, I think what they did, and I have no proof. Uh, I think what they did is they they specifically did not want the two best teams from the Big Sky or the Missouri Valley to play each other um, in the semifinal. I think they specifically set it up, and that's why the seeds were flipped. I think that uh, uh, um, you know that way. Uh, and and if you're if you're in the SU. Um, you know, going out to Sac, Sac State, let me tell you about those guys. You know, I mean, they, they, they're really good.
0: Yeah. I mean, I watched them play the Grizzlies.
1: They got a really good back. Their defense is really good. But they don't have that huge crowd, you know, because in Sacramento, they're 250th on the things to do on a Saturday night in Sacramento. Uh, so, and then on the other side of it, though, oh, boy. I mean, if you get that uh, if you get that Bozeman versus South Dakota State game, look out. That'll be a darn good football game. That yeah. that one should that should be the Friday night game on national television. But uh, I actually think that the uh, um, I actually think Montana is going to bounce back, and then uh, like you said, struggle against NSU's running. And as far as Bozeman, Dylan, they're going to have to throw sometime. They're not going to be able to run like that on everybody in the playoffs. And so that'll be the key. They haven't thrown the ball very well. Of course, against Missoula, they didn't have to, right? Well, I mean, yeah. why throw it? So
0: 439 yards. I have that written down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, that's, you know, and I, I've always told this to Dom Izzo and other guys until the big sky in particular, Montana, who I follow until they get bigger and better in the trenches offensively and defensively, they won't compete with the Missouri Valley. You know, and, and my question to you is, you know, is Montana State bigger and better? Uh, you know, well, I kind of thought, well, last year, oh, well, they might give them as well. Then it was a blowout, you know, but um, so I, I'm excited about the playoffs. And I will not be in bed at eight o'clock saying that I'm football out uh, That on a Saturday. Uh, I know where you live. You, you, there's not much that much going on on a Saturday night that you couldn't handle uh, watching a little playoff football.
0: Well, there, there is another game that day that does, that has uh, drained me emotionally, which we'll get into in a little bit here, but back to the, the FCS playoffs is the, if, 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 if so Montana state will play the winner of UND Weber state. And if you remember the Weber state, Montana state <clears throat> game from earlier this year, Weber state must've had money. On the Bobcats or something because he had five four or five safeties in that game, yeah. Which basically a, gave Montana State the win. How does how do how do how does Weber State outside of the long snapper match up with the with Bozeman?
1: Really good. I mean, they were in that game. They were in every you know every other facet of that game, and that was on the road, which of course it would have to be again. But uh, I'm just guessing by your little your little overtones here that you're not giving the UND fighting Hawks any chance of going into Utah and uh,
0: winning at Weber state. Is that what I'm getting from you? I, yes, mostly because UND is a completely different team away from the Alaris center where they, they have not gone on the road where teams that they should beat and beat handily, They let stick around like a Northern Arizona or a Youngstown, which probably you people have argued that they should have gotten. And they had the Missouri Valley player of the year, probably in the running back. I can't think of the guy's name, but he's a heck of a player. But, and just, you look at like uh, last year when they played South Dakota, who they were better than they lost to. They, they're just a, for whatever reason, they're just a different team outside of the, um, we had, uh, right. Bisonon, but, they're, but Willis, they're playing a team, the
1: chicken coop. but they're playing a team that did the same thing when they went and played in Bozeman and yeah. the Grizzlies had, the Grizzlies had a good shot to beat them too, but they hung on a win. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting. I, I, you know, Dylan, I, I really feel bad and I'm not, I'm not being a jerk here. I'm not making a joke. Uh, my, my stepson is a senior at UND and uh, I mean, when they send out, uh, you know, come for family day, uh, you know, it, it revolves around a hockey game. They don't, uh, you know, I just like I feel I generally feel bad for the football players at that university, because I think their staff does a great job. I think that they get into the playoffs. You know, Youngstown's not Youngstown's won national titles, and here U getting in there, and uh, they they just they just don't have. I mean. The game I went to last year up there, you know, you, you, psh, you can get tickets on the 50 yard line and, you know, I mean, you know, and, and I get it. They got fans. It's not what I'm saying, Dylan. It's just, uh, uh, I do kind of feel, feel bad for them, but, uh, I think they're going to play good out there. I, I am with you though. I think weaver has got the edge, um, uh, because they run the ball a little bit better and and UND's had a, well, had a tough time, especially this last week, you know, but, uh, just a lot of fun, right? Like, I, I, uh, I got uh, ESPN Plus. I got a new, uh, what do you call them things that you plug the, the blue cord into? HDMI. Yeah, you plug that into the yep. box that's got the internet.
0: Yeah. Oh, and that Ethernet, cord,
1: yeah. Yeah, and then that goes into your TV. Yeah. I got a new one of them deals. Ah. And okay. uh, it works, uh, works really good now. And Because uh, before, ESPN Plus would just spin on my television. But now it's, like, perfect. So I'll be jumping around games uh, while you're watching your, uh, where's your game in the big house?
0: No, it's, it's in Columbus this year, but okay, uh, the, the, the whole, the, the only reason I was asking about Weber is cause I just, I didn't know a whole lot about Weber state. I know a little bit about UND just cause they play in the Valley and they're local, but I, they don't get that following, which is disappointing because they are a very underrated football program. If you look at, what they've done through D two under Roger Thomas, uh, Dale Lennon, and then yeah, you know absolutely they've 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 consistently been in the D two national title. They were in the playoffs. They competed with NDSU in the '90s, where they basically after losing twelve straight, they flipped the script and kind of dominated the rivalry yeah. in the '90s yeah. and until the NDSU moved up to Division One. And but yeah, they they don't get that following because it's such a so such a hard hot, hard old hockey school. And I yeah I, I, that... I do and you like you said, but I think Bubba's a tremendous coach. I he he's a tremendous guy. He he's lives and breathes North Dakota football. But I think in the end it's tough to live in NDSU's shadow. And they just they haven't been able to get the size similar to what what you said with big sky teams compared to the valley is they haven't quite been able to get those guy, those, the size that you need to compete in the valley up front. Uh, you know, their, their five yeah. techs, UND's five techs were 240. Well, good luck against NDSU linemen who are 290 to 300, 310. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and the other thing that's interesting about UND is when they, when they decided not to move up with NDSU, you know, if you look back, Dylan, at the history of South Dakota State football, yep. all right, and D2, they were not a very good program. They were a doormat. They were, they were, they were, let's just call them average or best because I don't like to, you know, but, um, and then they move up with NDSU. Uh, and the rest is history. I mean, they've done such a great job down there. And UND, because they drug their feet. You know, and then they then they finally hopped in and then they had to get in the big sky, you know, uh, um, and it just seems like they're always, you know, they're, they're, they're just trailing them a little bit. And, and uh, but of course, the Bison, you know, Dylan, to your point, not only did they get all those big linemen and stuff, which they certainly have done that, I mean, geez, they got, what do they got, like four linemen in the NFL or something like yeah. that? And uh, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, there's not many Michigan probably only has four, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? I, like, I mean, they might have more, but I'm just saying. And, uh, uh, you know, and then, but then they get the skill guys to come with them now. And that that's really been what's led to this resurgence. because, you know, after Brock Jensen was done, I was like, well, Brock Jensen is the best quarterback I've seen at that level. Well, then all of a sudden Carson came and then all of a sudden, you know, then Easton stick you know, and so uh, credit to the bison.
0: Yeah, it's just, I think it's just the strong culture they have and they've developed and maintained it. And I think it's something that I don't, I think partially because NDSU, they get the fan buy-in and the support, the following that UND doesn't, UND football doesn't, they just don't get that, the buy-in from the fans and the, the financial support. I, it, it hinders them. And you know, I think if they had to go back to 2002 and when NDSU came to them and asked them, said, "Let's go do this jump together," I think yeah. they they would in a heartbeat. And it, who knows what the uh, what the rivalry would have been? It, I think it would have, would have stayed as intense as it was when it ended. It kind of died, I think, for a lot of the people that aren't from this oh, area. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Like for me, it, that's always who I've I've always thought of with. A rivalry is NDSU UND yes South Dakota right. is probably now or South Dakota State is probably now but it used it I still look at UND as the biggest rival just because um, watching that the when they were Kings documentary I don't know if you've ever seen that and then just nah. going back on YouTube and finding those games just seeing seeing Dakota field it was the last game of the year which it should be every year similar to what the Grizz cat game is and all those other top rivalries, but it's not, but I think we'll see what happens. I think, I hope, I hope UND makes it a game. I think the better you UND is, I think that's going to just keep elevating the rest of the Valley and the rest of make, try to make even NDSU get even better. But are there, uh, do you have any teams that you have uh, in the FCS bracket that you have us uh, Circled as a team, to, uh that might surprise some people or might go on a run.
1: No, there's some teams though that that I wanna I wanna see how good they are. Okay. William and Mary, William and Mary, the formerly known as the Tribe. I don't know what they're called now, but uh, yeah. And then um, and then the 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 one that's really funny to me is Holy Cross, because they really shouldn't have been seated except for they did actually have a Division One win. I think it was UConn or, no, I don't know, UMass or something. UMass, I don't know. Yeah. Some, yeah, something really bad. And then they were undefeated. But traditionally, that league has just been terrible. I remember one year uh, Lehigh came out to the Fargo. I went to that game, and they didn't even score a point. <laughs> so um, it was uh, – um, and then their, like their best player got kicked off the day before for some – inappropriate stuff or whatever It was horrible but uh um yeah i don't know i mean i i think there's going to be a team you know that uh um that may surprise get to the quarterfinals you know maybe it's like an idaho or someone like that but but uh we'll see you know idaho's got that crazy deal with the, those four kids getting murdered and so that that's uh um that's That's just a bizarre story, you know, where there was, there was roommates that were still there. And of course, you know, if you've ever been to college, I mean, you know, you hear lots of stuff, you probably just roll over and go to sleep. And then, you know, uh, what happened there. And then the whole team's trying to figure out, you know, deal with that on campus, small campus. But, uh, no, I'm excited that that second week, you know, um, uh, to see, to see who's good. Um, uh, I really like it when those top eight teams start playing.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm curious about Samford. I don't know a whole lot about Yeah, they're them, terrible. But... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard uh, incarnate word as a team to look out for too. They're, they're the seven seed. They, uh they've come a long way from when they uh played NDSU in, uh, uh it, it would have been in Carson's first year starting. And I, I work, I worked for the football team. I was the officials host. So I had to, walk officials around to meetings and they would always meet with the other head coach. And I don't think he's their head coach anymore. I think they've got a new one, but funny story about him was is when they were meeting with him and he coached, he coached in the NFL. He was wearing a Super Bowl ring. I can't remember who he was coaching for that he won with, but he had like, he was, he was old school. He, he was still, he was wearing a shirt and tie and had sunglasses on and they're, they're meeting with him and it was just a casual meet. There's sometimes where it's like, they'll, it's private where they'll kind of get away from everybody. He was just walking back to the locker room and he goes, they ask him, you know, are there any, who your captains are, uh, you know, who's your, who's your get back guy, who, if they have a trainer with them. Uh, and then, um, you know, do you guys do anything that's out of the ordinary? Do you guys have any weird formations? And he goes, well, you know, If we we're we're pretty basic as far as offense, defense goes, Uh, special teams, we kind of like to move, kind of run like a little bit of a trick play, like what Oregon does where we'll get guys out wide and then bring them in, see what we have numbers. But I don't even know if we're going to score, so you guys probably won't even have to worry about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was at that game.
0: Okay. Because that was the day, uh, that was one of the times game day came. Yeah,
1: it was uh it was a, uh, it was not a good game.
0: Nope. I think he uh, won 78. I think it was 78 to nothing or something like that. Yeah, it was
1: bad, you know, and, and, uh, but incarnate word, you know, they, I tell you they're, you know, they're in a good place, you know, and if you're, if you're going to start a football program, San Antonio, Texas is a good place to do it. I, have you ever, you ever Anywhere get a chance Texas. Dylan? Yeah. If you get, you get a chance, I mean, how many good football players come from Texas? A lot. I That's... mean, every you you even go to like the Rice Owls, people like that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Texas State, They're, like the the whole rosters are Texas kids. That including the Texas Longhorns, although they get guys from Oklahoma and other places. But I mean, it just it just boggles my mind how good you know uh, you're watching a uh, Colorado State game. And all of a sudden some dude lays someone out and you're like, Oh, he's clearly their best player. Oh, well, he's from Texas. And it's like, it's unbelievable. Texas, Florida, or California.
0: Yeah. Well, and well, Georgia's another one. And then yeah. even like NDSU, they've gotten some dudes from Texas. When you look at the, their first couple of national titles, they were, was Warren Holloway was from Texas and DJ McNorton were from Texas, both. And that, of course
1: yeah as you know that all depends on where your assistants are from right yeah you know if you have assistants that have ties to to those places you know and then when when coach Kleeman was there then all of a sudden they're bringing in a few kids from Iowa even which is pretty rare you know to to get them past northern Iowa or whoever else but
0: yeah Yep. and uh, yeah they even NDSU they've gotten had a lot of a lot of success and going down to Georgia and Florida where you look at guys like yep. Christian Watson and the list goes on and on. But Yeah, and uh, all,
1: those, all those kids get by all these other schools. Yeah, right? even
0: – I want to say Mon- Montana State, they had a quarterback a while back that was uh, – I want to say – I thought he was from Texas too.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Montana the same way. I mean, they've gotten – you know, Montana's best quarterback is a transfer from San Diego State. Okay. Um, but they, they've had QBs from, from the state of Montana, of course, you know, the state of Montana, Dylan's not what it used to be. I mean, it's over a million in population, you know, it used to be 800,000 or under 700,000 when I was in high school. And, you know, so that Western Montana is really filling up. I mean, there's schools that were, uh, that were like, uh, class B class C. So the size of like Baker, Montana or whatever, that uh, are now, are now like double A. Okay. You know, like Belgrade outside of Bozeman, for example. That's just crazy. Yeah. I mean. Well,
0: Bozeman only has one high school, not. I want to say.
1: Uh, right. But uh, they're, they're, I think they are either building or going to have another high school. Okay. Is what I heard. But don't quote me on that. But oh, gotcha. yeah, no, there for the longest time. They did Bozeman high. Yeah. But like I said, a lot of people live in the Belgrade school district. So.
0: Yeah. And well, well, back, I, I do want to ask you now what, what is your best uh Grizz Cat memory you have? Have you, have you gone to a game in person, a Grizz Cat game in person? Yeah,
1: I went, I went to one that probably the best uh, uh Grizz Cat memory I have uh, involves a, a guy named um, um, Shan Schillinger.
0: Oh, yep, you J- know, Jace's brother. Yep,
1: yeah, Jace's brother. Uh, so Shan. Uh, married a girl from beach who was on my track team erica niece okay. so i i was around shan a lot uh here and there i wouldn't say a lot but you know proms and all that jazz you know i would see them and uh my greatest memory would be uh they were playing up in missoula and um the grizz come out and they're warming up and they got uh their silver helmets on, just like their normal uniforms and everything. And then they go in, you know, you know how teams warm up, and then they go in. And so they go in, and waiting in there is an complete set of retro uniforms for the Grizzlies. They're old helmets that they wore, like in 1995, with the with the color, the brown, and yep. uh, the the copper, and the and the gold, and uh, they came out. Uh, the place went nuts and uh, Shan in that game uh, was a back and forth game. He's starting safety Uh, and he ran a guy down, popped the ball out for a fumble, so Bozeman couldn't score and then the Grizz went on to win the game. Um, So, you know, just because I had kind of a a little bit of a personal connection there, not a huge one, you know, but just that I knew, knew him and and uh, talked to him, and uh, um, so that was pretty cool. But other than that, no, not really. You know, I mean, um, once I started teaching and coaching, it's hard to get away. I did last year. I went to the Grizzly Night game against Eastern Washington. That was awesome. Uh, I rode the train out there. I think I told you that. Yep. And uh, but uh, I don't get I don't get to too many games because you know Dylan from from Beach. Uh,
0: it's quite a jaunt. <laughs>
1: uh, to, to Missoula you know it's a so lot easier state. going to Fargo
0: yeah yeah it is are you uh if if Montana beats uh SEMO on Saturday is there a chance you uh make the trip out east to Fargo
1: I I can't I mean I would a hundred percent I would but I have a uh and I could maybe still pull it off but I have a uh, North Dakota North Dakota High School Coaches Association meeting on Sunday and so uh in Bismarck I have to be at that. It starts at 8 in the morning, so it makes it kind of tough to go to a, uh, go to a game, you know, and then come back or whatever. But um, uh, I would love to, but uh, I just don't think it'll work out. So, But I've been there when the Grizz played uh, the Bison in the playoffs uh, twice okay. now. Um, so, yeah, twice. They were both really bad games. Uh, <laughs> well, unless you're a Bison fan, then they were really good games. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think I don't think I'll make it. Uh um and I don't I mean I don't think it's a guarantee they beat SEMO, but it's at home, so that should help.
0: Yeah. And uh before we get to the Michigan Ohio State game, uh, do you wanna actually know the real reason why Ethan wasn't able to join us tonight? Sure, sure. So he 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 is a Vikings fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. And the Cowboys whooped their ass so bad he was he didn't wanna deal with me, which I don't I don't understand. I'm not one to to rub it in or talk negative about another team or anything like that. I'm just going to celebrate my team's win and move on. But he, he's scared and he didn't want to show his face. Really? Okay. Well,
1: well, the way you guys uh, treat each other, I mean, pretty soon it's going to be just two guys talking ball and then just one guy talking (laughs) ball or whatever. So.
0: Well, well, when I started it, it was just me talking. And then I, too much uh too much dead time you don't realize how hard it is to uh talk by yourself with there's no extra extra noise there's just so much dead noise that uh need need somebody else to kind of help move the conversation along oh
1: absolutely that's why even like some of those you know people who do this for a living you know what they have someone that does the news or whatever you know whatever uh uh, yeah. Cause you got to have that conversational type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, I don't have much to say about Michigan and Ohio state. No. I,
0: well, I you, don't you live could... and
1: breathe my life about it like you do. So.
0: <laughs> well, you could, you, you could be, you could be questioning me about this.
1: Yeah. So... Other than the fact that your, your coach is a Looney tune who sleeps up in the trees of recruits and stuff. And he's a nut job. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I don't know much about Michigan football.
0: Yeah. He, uh, he definitely is very, very quirky. Oh, you're, his, your running
1: backs hurt, so you're going to lose because of that. Well,
0: he, he it sounds, he he came back, he played one play against Illinois. Yeah, it was uh, terrible. For, it
1: the refs was, blew that one for you guys. Illinois should have won that game. Apparently, you guys can block 10 yards uh, before the ball's thrown. But anyways,
0: yeah. Well, you know, it goes back to a uh, famous quote from uh, Michael Jordan that, uh, um, you know what? The, what the ref call? Yeah, Michael Jordan didn't play football. Well, still the uh, same, same, same uh, response. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, And I'll say, I'll say the famous words
1: of Mike Zier: "What the replay show?
0: Don't matter." Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's this last year was a uh, last year was a uh, fun one. It was their first win since 2011. It was a right. – I chewed glass for about four hours. I was – I did not – wasn't able was to really be-
1: – Was this before you went to bed at 6 o'clock?
0: Yes. Yes, it was. On a Saturday? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I said that I, I, I would be able to start the game. I don't know if I'll be able to finish the game. Now, if if, yeah, if, if yeah. one of my teams was playing, I I would finish it in a heartbeat. Yes, but I don't have a dog in the fight, so I I don't know. We'll find yeah, out. it's I might not just... like you.
1: It's not like you run a sports podcast or anything like that that you're trying to keep <laughs> off the ground or anything. So you wouldn't really want to actually watch sports. This, Good point. <laughs> this <Yeah>. is true. <laughs> Fair point. Um... <laughs> you're just gonna keep slinging Pepsi your whole life. Yeah. All right. Keep keep it up.
0: <laughs> but. Chewed glass for four hours. I had to, uh, once they uh, finally, Michigan got the ball back with 50 seconds left and there was no chance Ohio State was getting the ball back, that was when I could finally let out a big yes. And it was, it's, uh, this one, two 11-0 teams. Michigan's looking for their first win in Columbus since 2000. So most wow. of those kids on the team, they weren't born yet. Um, right and yeah you were in
1: what fourth grade for the third time
0: i was actually in fourth grade because i was so smart i was okay i was five years old so i was a very smart uh five-year-old mike right (laughs) um but that it i think this is the second time that two teams have been 11 and 0 in college football history that doesn't count a um a bowl game, and the first, the other time was in '06 when Michigan and Ohio State played. And yeah, Who won Michigan, that one. Uh, bad guys did. Um, yeah, there's it, it, if there was a big game between Michigan and Ohio State, Ohio State probably won most of them. Um, I mean, in in my lifetime, until yeah, from about 2001 to 2022, there were there so, weren't a whole lot of uh, exciting. Nope. Exciting Saturdays after Thanksgiving for me. Help, help me out,
1: because I, I, I generally I don't remember which team hands out the the golden uh, pants
0: next That's Ohio State.
1: Okay, okay, because something about the back in the twenties or something yep. that someone said uh, we put our pants on the same way they do or yep. whatever. Yeah, it
0: was. Uh, they they just came out with a documentary on Valley Sports yeah. about the rivalry yeah. and I- I, yeah Francis I can't think of the guy's last name but he was the one that started it and it was a really good cool documentary um but yeah the offensively it's hopefully hopefully Corum and Edwards are back they're bo- both both their running backs if they're able to play uh they they got to have the physical attack like they had last year where they just pummeled Ohio State into the ground and Ohio State had no answer for the run game uh you know, receivers this year, there was a talk about this being some of the best receiving core that Harbaugh's had in his time, but they've been very underwhelming, a lot of drops. Um, they they got to make plays, and this is there's no better time to do it. Big-time player, big players make big plays in big games. I would like to see J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback, use his legs a little bit more. Um, he's got to live up to the, the five-star hype and of, live up to that rating. And I think another thing is, is they can't, if they, when they're able to move the ball, they can't settle for field goals. They got to find ways to get in the end zone um, end every possession with a kick. And I think to win, they're going to have to score in the forties. I think Ohio state that, that, offense is cooking. They're always cooking that CJ Stroud's tremendous. Marvin Harrison is probably going to might end up even being, being better than his dad. And as on, yeah, the defensive side, they've, the pass rush, they have to show up. They got to be able to get pressure without blitzing, get pressure with four guys. I'm hoping to get four sacks. I think if they get four sacks, they're going to be doing all right. Um, You know, they can't let big plays become big, big plays, which is such a big part of Ohio state's offense is just those explosive plays, you know, make, make Ohio state prove. They can go down score with 10, 11 play drives, um, and then other part, two is, as I mentioned, Marvin Harrison, uh, a tremendous receiver. He, he's going to get his, you know, just like I said, limit the big – don't let it become a big, big play. But they can't let guys like Emeka Ibuka and Julian Fleming, who started off with the – you're really hot and kind of simmered off. Uh, Emeka Ibuka, he kind of – he had a big game against Maryland last week, but, um, you know, they can't let those guys – have big games. Uh, in 2018, when they played, uh, Chris Olave went into that game with no touchdowns. He ended up with three against Michigan, and that was the legend of him that was born. Um, and then he had a touchdown last yesterday, by the yep, way. Yep, yep, he did, he did. And then force field goals in the red zone, and then try to get Pete uh, pick CJ Stroud off one time, and don't let the Ohio State run game get going because that's where it's going to open up that passing game that ohio state has that's very let me
1: ask you this i mean that was a great rundown and everything but how does how does a kid who grows up in dickinson north dakota goes to i assume you went to trinity because your sister did i mean you say you were a track meets i never saw you (laughs) i'd certainly know your sister um the athlete in the family but you true how does a kid from dickinson north dakota who goes to dickinson trinity become a Michigan fan and not a Boston college or Notre Dame fan.
0: So I was actually public school K through six. And I played bat. all the kids that I played basketball with all went to Trinity. So when I seventh grade, I transferred to Trinity, but back to the Michigan fan. I've, I've been a Michigan fan since I was probably three or four years old. And this is how it went. My mom is a teacher. She teaches first grade in Dickinson. And she went to a teacher conference in Ann Arbor. And when she came back, she brought me a Michigan hat and two Jim Harbaugh figurines. One when he played for the played for Michigan and one when he played for the Ravens. And ever since then, I've been a Michigan fan. Lived and really? breathed with them. Yep.
1: So the reason I ask, and that that's a really good story. And I'll if I ever meet your mom, I'm gonna bring that up. That's a good thing she didn't go to Michigan State, I guess. Um, True. but anyways, um, it's always funny, Dylan, when we run into people, uh, who don't grow up where we grow up, cause certainly Miles city is no different than Dickinson and they don't understand that we don't have, you know, yeah, we like NDSU or we like Montana or, or Bozeman or whatever, but as far as like big teams, we don't have big teams, you know, cause you know, uh maybe the Grizzlies play Oregon state once every 12 years uh, or something, you know? And, and so I always get a kick out of the, you know, you maybe had a relative go or, you know, uh, you know, a uh, um, uh, guy I follow on Twitter, his daughter goes to Vanderbilt. So that's pretty cool. You know, so he's become a big Vandy fan. And uh, um, I, I just always get a kick out of those stories. Cause that's like, I became a Steelers fan because my brother was a Steelers fan. And uh, then I became a Phillies fan because in 83, they were in the World Series. And uh, that's when I was like, uh, you know, 10 or 11, right? So yep. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, that story about, did you still have those figurines?
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. They're in my, uh, my childhood bedroom. Yep. They were hanging up on my, uh, on my bookshelf. Oh, okay. So, All right. Yep. No, that's cool. Have you ever been to a game at the Big House? I've never been to a game at the Big House. I've been to two, two Michigan games. I both when they played Minnesota at uh, it was now while well, now Huntington Bank, but it was TCF. I went in 2012, my senior year of high school when Brady Hoke was the coach. They won was it they won 35 or yeah, I think it was like 35 to 10 or 35-13. Yep. And we got – my dad and I, we got front row right in the corner. Uh, it was – and it was Denard Robinson's senior year. So, that was kind of the big thing was being able – I was going to go get to watch him play. They, they just throw on some
1: shoelaces?
0: Yeah. <laughs> they played in Nebraska the week before, and he hurt his elbow. So, he didn't get to play, but he dressed. Oh, okay. But, so, where our seats were, though, it was right by – I don't know if you've ever been to a game at uh, – Nope. Yeah. Not, I've been at
1: the Metrodome, but that's years okay. ago now.
0: But so like where we were sitting is there was, it was a walkway right to where their tunnel was. So I was able to go right there. I got to give Denard five and the rest of the team. But, and then in 15, it was actually us, me, when Grant Ethan and I were all living together at NDSU, we went to the Michigan Minnesota game. That was Harbaugh's first year. And it was uh, Jerry kill was the Gophers coach. He retired on a Wednesday of that week and because he had health problems, he was having trouble with his seizures. So they put, uh, they hired, promoted Tracy Clays as the interim. And before the game, Mitch Leidner was running around with a Jerry soda flag. And it was like, it was, it was a back and forth game where the bounces just seemed to be going Minnesota's way. Michigan's quarterback got hurt. And after that, Michigan kind of struggled moving the ball. And then but defense bowed up. They made forced Minnesota to kick field goals in the red zone, which gave Michigan a shot. Yeah. They had one good drive at the end of the game with about two minutes left to take the lead, to go get up 27-26. 20, they get the two-point conversion. They win or 29-26. Minnesota goes down and thought they scored because there was a through a deep shot and the receiver's knee was down at the one with like 30 seconds left they review it ball was at down at the one Michigan or Minnesota comes out and so there's 30 seconds left so they had some time to run the play but since he his knee was down in bounds the play clock started and somehow Minnesota didn't realize that so they let and they was probably more than 30, less than 30. I think it was like 15. They let like eight or not, like I think it was like two seconds left on the clock and they, Minnesota tried running the play. It was an incomplete pass. There was two seconds left. They were at about the one yard line. Minnesota could have kicked the field goal. A game goes to overtime, uh, but they decide to go for it. They go for a QB sneak. Michigan stuffs them and they win. And it was a, my heart was ready to beat out of my chest and I'm yelling. Ethan was yelling. He got in and I'm like, no, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. And then they, they review it. Didn't win. Michigan gets the uh, little brown jug. So, so yeah, no, I haven't like it. I mean,
1: I've been to, uh, I like to go to bowl games and I've only been to two, I guess. So I I wouldn't say I go to a lot, but. Which I went to the Alamo, Alamo Bowl twice. Oh, okay. And the big reason I like going there is because, uh, you know, it's nice, good weather down there. The river walk, there's plenty to do. And then you're guaranteed the weather's going to be good in the Alamo Bowl. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a big uh, – like, I don't mind coaching in weather, Dylan, just like you don't, yeah. you know, because it's different. Well, but and I'm in, there...
0: I'm, in, I'm in the booth, so I don't have to worry about it either. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but,
1: yeah, so you're good. But then – but sitting there – you know, it's different, but uh, I, I, the first game I went to was uh, Michigan State and Nebraska. Obviously, they were in different conferences then. Yep. And then the last one I went to was Oregon with uh, Marcus Mariota, at quarterback, oh, okay. against Texas, uh, Mac Brown's last game oh. at
0: Texas. That's right. And you, uh, you got Grant with a trivia question on that one. I remember that one.
1: Yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, they're fun and. But uh, I, I was just gonna say to you, I, I mean, it would be cool. Like one year, it won't be this year because they'll be at a big one, you know. But like some year, let's say Michigan's like eight and three or something, right? And they're going to the, I don't know, something in Las Vegas or the Texas Bowl or the whatever. I would highly recommend you going to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I want to go to like the Rose Bowl and stuff too, but you know, then you're talking big time bucks. Especially you know I mean? now for good.
0: Just good to seats. get there, just to get yeah, there, if yeah, yeah, yeah. Airline tickets. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I was but, I was looking at uh tickets to Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship, and I looked okay. okay. Oh, never mind, I'm not going. there. yeah outrageous. So,
1: yeah, I did that in 05 with the, the Steelers made the Super Bowl, and uh like the best seat I could get was five thousand bucks, and it was like the worst seat, like in the end zone, way up in the corner at the top, and then that didn't count flight. And motels, and it's like, yeah, I'm good. I'll which just it at your home.
0: Which are all jacked up because it's the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, but I actually I did go see the Steelers that year. I've been to one NFL game in my entire life. It was 2005, the Steelers at the Vikings, and i was part of that stretch where the Steelers had to win out just to get okay. the sixth seed, and, and they did. And then they actually won the Super Bowl that year. So they beat the Vikings uh, at the Metrodome, and that was pretty fun.
0: And you said you became a Steelers fan because your brother was a Steelers yeah, fan? Yeah, I mean, okay. my, my
1: my big brother was a Steelers fan, and and uh, um, I just, you know, uh, started and just stuck with stuck with me, you know. I mean, it, it's funny, Dylan. I People just don't get that, right? They just don't get how we, you know, because growing up in Montana, it, most of them were either Seahawks or Broncos you know, I mean, Seahawks or Broncos, but I, I don't know. I just became a Steelers fan. It's like, how'd you become a Dallas Cowboys fan? Same way, I bet.
0: Yeah. I, I had a cousin, older cousin, that was a Steelers fan. I kind of just followed, followed his lead on that one. And here I am. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Right. A lot of of pain and pain and suffering. So yes, but yeah, well the uh, Steelers, how, uh, how, how, how would you assess what their, they're going through do you uh what what do you think of Pickett? do you think he's the future you know
1: you're the second guy to ask me that today I was at a junior high basketball game and someone asked me that. I said you know I don't I, I don't know I mean he looked decent yesterday but they they don't they don't stretch the field vertically enough to where I can and in order to win in today's NFL man you have to stretch the field vertically I don't care what anyone says and uh the days of handing the ball off to Barry Sanders and, and I love those days, Dylan. Don't get me wrong. Oh me too. But those days, those days are long gone. That's why I like watching Tennessee. I don't I don't have anything I don't like Tennessee for any particular reason other than the way the style of football It reminds me of growing up.
0: That yeah, was the NFL that, I watched. That tough gritty nature and well that's just the yeah. They when when you look at Tennessee and I we were talking about it when they played the Chiefs because Grant's a Chiefs fan that Tennessee, the way they play is the way Mike Vrabel played when he was playing for the Patriots.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good point. And and, uh, now they're kind of the oddball team for them to prepare for for people to prepare for because everyone else runs, uh, you know, uh, spreads and and not not like college spreads. But you know what I mean? They're still in the They still got a running back. But, you know, a lot of times those backs are just there for protection.
0: Yeah, well, and, and I think the biggest thing that's holding the Steelers back is they don't have the offensive line that they, they had when, with Big Ben where they were going on those, play, those deep playoff Correct. runs and winning the Super Bowl. And they just seem they – do, they don't care to address it at all, I think.
1: No, I, well, I'll disagree with you on that okay. a little bit. So the Steelers are cheap when it comes to free agency, always have been. Even their best people they've signed, like James Ferrier and stuff through the years, were guys they got cheap. And um so this year, number one, they drafted Kendrick Green a couple of years ago out of Illinois and thought he'd be a center. He was horrible. He hasn't even seen the field this year. Last year he was starting center. So he'll be done. That was a second round pick. Uh a couple of the other guys they've drafted have stuck around, but uh they fill they filled in with uh, you know, they got the Vikings center. Uh, eh, you know, he's been okay. But again, he wasn't they weren't the top level, but I think what happened, Dylan, is is they agree with you. I think they traded Claypool because they had had assets there. And the Bears, that pick's going to be a high number two pick. Mm -hmm. So the Steelers are going to have two high number two picks and, of course, a high number one pick. To be honest with you, Dylan, I would be shocked. I know this sounds kind of weird, but if two of those three picks weren't offensive linemen, I would be shocked. Okay. And I, I don't know where they go with that third one. I mean, shoot, it could be anywhere, you know, like, you know, uh, any, except for running back or obviously probably quarterback or wide receiver, but probably D lineman, you know, uh, um, or uh, linebacker, you know, cause that's other, they traded up with Denver and they got, uh, they got a linebacker at 10 a couple of years ago. Well, he blew his knee and he's just coming back and he hasn't been the same. And,
0: Devin Bush, that's so, a former Michigan guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, and he
0: he really his
1: first year was great, man. He yep. was all over the field, and um, so I I think that they agree with you. I think that that uh, we may see some changes, but the, the salary cap just isn't there with them, um, you know. So oh, D back. There's another one. They might draft a you know a D back in the top those three picks.
0: Yeah, well, so many you, holes. You can you can never have enough guys in the trenches. That's one thing I've learned uh, with coaching is you can never have too many guys that can play on the offensive line. Well, and and they, they, Dylan, the Steelers have a they've got a rookie yeah. quarterback, so they they should be able yeah. to get some. You know, that's a t- good time to develop and kind of build that build a roster before you got to pay them if you have and to, good you receivers.
1: They got good receivers. They got good. They got a decent tight end. They got good backs. You know, um, it's just, you're, you're right. I mean, it's the, the biggest uh, advantage of going from 11-man to 9-man is I don't have to put two more linemen on the field. Yep. I can't tell you when I was 11-man how many guys that I, you know, uh, well, who's going to be that, uh, that left guard? <laughs> you yeah. know, you got to find someone to play left guard because I, I got right guard and, and right tackle are my best, and then left tackle is my third best. And uh, you know, so who's going to be that left guard? But uh, yeah, so you're right on that. I, you know, I mean, it, lots of stuff catch up, catches up with people. You know, like look at the Rams. You know, the Rams sold their soul to get their Super Bowl, and it worked,
0: right? It worked. It's, it it so, it's rare, but yeah, it,
1: Yeah, it's rare, yeah. but now they're going to pay for it because their top pick this year goes to whoever. That's it's right. not them. Yeah, and and so. um, you know, I mean it's uh uh yeah, yeah. It's hard when you lose those draft picks. Ask the Raiders why the Raiders have been bad for all these years, because they
0: train all their picks. Well, and, and then the ones that they've gotten, they've been bad picks. They've been yeah. there's been a few good ones, and now yeah, I think they've there's they've gotten rid of pretty much all of them, but
1: yeah. And if you miss on those uh first through three picks you know, it's not good. I mean, you got to at least be guys that can play. I'm not saying they got to be Aiden Hutchinson's and stuff like that, but uh, you know, they got to be able to at least play and, and the uh, you know, Steelers overdrafted. Like they took this guy already, uh, I call him uh, already gets burns, but it's already burns. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, he, he didn't pan out and, and uh, so, but then we took Cam Hayward and he did. So, Late in the late in the first yeah. round, you know what I mean? So
0: Pouncy, uh one of the Pancy yeah, well, twins you got, he paid out. Yeah. He, he got seventeen years out of a franchise quarterback with a first round pick.
1: Yeah. The the funny thing, Dylan, is 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 uh um obviously if you watch the Steelers this year, Ben Roethlisberger was not the problem with the offense last year. No. I
0: mean,
1: I, mean, I think that's fair to say.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, the the biggest thing is, is the offensive line, I think. And if you don't, if you can't protect, and like you said, it's a vertical game, you need a quarterback needs time for, to let those receivers run routes and get open and, you know, stretch that field. But if he doesn't have time, he can't do a whole lot.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And so they're, you know, we're setting up for, you know, be a spoiler still got to play the Ravens twice and, and uh, be a spoiler and, being in that top 15 of the draft and, and then hopefully Chicago's pick is, you know, top five of the second round. And, you know, so, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I'm one of those guys that, uh, uh, I don't, you know, like when people give me grief about my teams and stuff, like I took a lot today for Montana, it's, it's, uh, um, uh, it's just the way it is. I don't, uh, You know, I'm not going to be like you. I'm not chewing glass for uh, five (laughs) hours before the game. And, and uh, um, they're, they're always, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some.
0: Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. But what I got, we got one more thing to discuss, and then we'll get on our, get out on our separate ways. It is Thanksgiving this week. And I know you are a lover of food as am I. So, you know, Thanksgiving, what, uh, what, what, what are you putting on your plate? And what are you, what, what are you like looking at? Like, no, I'm not, not touching.
1: I am. I am a lover of food. Thank you for noticing that. <laughs> um, I would say that, uh, um, for me, uh, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Same. Um, uh, a lot of it has to go with the, who I am, uh, with football and food and, and family, Um, and so it's just a special holiday. Uh, Now, food, a very good question, very good question. Turkey has to be butterball. It has to be basted, and it has to be basted a lot. However, you're going to like this. I just paid 50 bucks. I got a a smoked turkey Uh, the last three years. I got one coming from the NDSU... Egg, something at NDSU, they smoke turkey. okay, and they're amazing, okay? You got to pay for quality, Dylan, so that that's fine with me. okay, but I don't I don't share that with anybody. That's just for me and my wife. The smoked turkey because I'm not that's 50 bucks. Yeah okay, so that that just goes in the fridge or the freezer until I'm ready to get, you know until that's just time for me to. Eat. Now, favorite food. two of them, uh, one controversial, one not. Uh, dressing slash stuffing, however you say it, uh, that is my favorite. Um, uh, do you have to stuff it in the bird? Don't care, I'll eat it. Do you have to not have it stuffed in the bird? Don't care, I'll eat it. Uh, does it have to be made like with fresh croutons and fresh bread? Don't care, I'll eat it. Okay, I could I could literally right now go home and eat four boxes of stovetop dressing, <laughs> and all you do is add water to that and stir.
0: Okay. You and you and Ethan would get along well because okay it, that was on our previous episode we had comfort food and that was his top comfort food was stuff yeah food. it
1: I just and then when it's fancier it's it's even more special the one that's kind of controversial and I don't understand why it is uh, is green bean casserole and I like I like the green bean you know with the uh, with the cream of tomato soup the green beans and the little onion things on top yep whatever those things are called, you know, those crunch, crunch things. Yep. You know, I love those cranberries. I'm fine with that. I can eat that. Uh, I'm a, I'm a dark meat guy, uh, but I'll eat white meat. Um, but the best thing about Thanksgiving, if not the best is literally after Thursday, I got football Friday, I got football Saturday you know, cause I don't sleep at six. Like some people, <laughs> I got football Sunday and all those days for most of those days, all I got to do is go to the fridge and scoop up stuff and put it in the microwave for two minutes. And I got all those leftovers. Right. But Dylan, I got a problem. Oh, uh, so my sister-in-law is Marianne Schillow. She taught at Trinity Okay. Uh, her daughter, uh, Jamel, and their son, Keith, I believe, graduated from Trinity. It's all before your time. But anyways, um, you know, when you go visit people, it's fun. It's fine. We don't get any leftovers. They keep all the food. I don't understand. (laughs) I think that if you go to visit someone to eat Thanksgiving, it should just be known that if there's 10 people there, you divide up the leftovers by 10. Or if someone wants out, boom, then by nine or whatever. It shouldn't be you just come down there, bring a pie, because you always got to bring something, bring a pie or something, and then you leave with nothing. I just don't think that's right, Dylan. So what's your go-to food?
0: So uh, before I get into that, is that my family is that way, where we do divide it up evenly. And I get, you know, it's, you know, we – what our family does is we, I'm, I'm a big, you know, I'm, I'm not a picky eater. You put something in front of me, there's a good chance I, I'm going to eat it. Uh, I'm not in that, uh, my pristine running shape I once was, but I'm getting back to it. I'm, I am doing the Fargo half this year, so i gotta been starting to try to get back into shape for that.
1: Hey, don't talk to me about racing until you can beat your sister in an 800. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and you...
1: you can tell her i said that too man i don't care until you beat her in an 800 open i don't even want to hear about it so
0: well we we, we might have some there 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 might be uh quite a, quite a bit of time before that one happens but i'm i'm not a uh if you put food in front of me i'm gonna eat it so yep. same same you know yep. turkey yep. turkey you know we usually we usually get ham there too so Throw, okay. Throw, yep. throw a slice of ham. My grandma makes an incredible ham glaze too that you put over the top of it. This is like like a pineapple. I don't even know how what, what's in it. I don't even think probably she brown does. sugar. Brown yep. sugar maybe. Yep. Yep. Um, you know that old old style of cooking is you just throw shit in a pot and it's gonna taste good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that uh, you know, usually we make meatballs as well, some meatballs mm. and gravy. So nice, I have to do nice. that. The stuffing. The uh, I'm I'm not I I don't mind cramp cranberry sauce. I just usually just kind of run out of room for it. You know. Well, and
1: and you can only eat so much of it, right? Like yeah. I couldn't eat a whole. You know, when the comes out of the can, <laughs> I'm like, I'll take a little scoop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. I can't just sit there and
0: yeah. Yep. And then the mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. You got to put pour, pour the gravy over everything. Yeah. Uh, the, the green bean. Yep. Uh, green bean casserole, like you said, that's I big fan Did of. You that guys well. have that? Do you have green oh, bean yeah. casserole? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I I've never I we've never had it at a Thanksgiving, but I think if there was mac and cheese offered at a Thanksgiving meal, I definitely would dabble with it. I don't know. I don't know if I. It sounds like that's actually a controversial thing. Is mac and cheese at a uh at a Thanksgiving dinner. Well, what, what's your let, opinion?
1: Being, well, being first, the foodie, I, I know ask, you are. I'm, I got to yeah. ask you something first, Dylan. First, how, okay. how old are you now? 27. Okay. And besides Pepsi, what, what do you bring to the family meal?
0: Myself? My personality? Exactly. So that's <laughs>
1: selfish. So this year, this is what I'm telling you to do, okay? Okay. You need to, A, not be selfish and just bring Pepsi and yourself, And you need to bring macaroni and cheese. And I want to hear from you. I'll come back on the show. I want to see your family's expression. I don't know if they listen to this. And maybe they do, so they might already know. But you bring macaroni and cheese. And now, to answer your question, okay? Because I want to give you a fair answer. Fair answer. I don't want to just make this all me unloading on your selfishness, (laughs) okay? Uh, I think that you can bring whatever you want to eat. I mean, it's Thanksgiving, right? We're thankful for who we are, but I think your mom, who I've never met, sounds really cool, would probably maybe slide off of her chair or whatever it is when you come into the door, if you come in with like something that you cooked for the meal.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I've also been known to bring beer, so maybe, does that count? Um, You know, I'm
1: not a super big beer drinker. um i guess that does count as bringing something though yes dylan yes (laughs) okay so that that's not that's better than just yourself okay you you're kind of skipping over the part about you bringing food to help your family instead of just freeloading um (laughs) on thanksgiving you could actually and then then you could be like divvy it up
0: and see what see what they think you know what i i will i will make i will make mac and cheese i will send a picture of it. So you, so, you know, see what it's like. We're actually, we're actually, uh, we're, we're going to, uh, we're going to mod. That's where my, my mom's sister lives. Okay. And she, she, she listened to our last episode because you, uh, you coached against her son when he was playing for mod. He's my age. Um, and so she listened to that one. So, and my dad is probably our number one fan, so he's never going to miss an episode. And, uh,
1: Okay, well, tell him not to blow the... Okay, what's your dad's name? Uh, Carrie. Carrie? Yep. With a C or a K? With a C. C. Carrie, pal, listen, don't let the cat out of the bag. Dylan, your son, sometimes known as a freeloader for Thanksgiving, is going to be bringing food. Do not tell your bride or anybody else, okay?
0: Please. There,
1: I took care okay. of it. Don't there worry, Dylan.
0: All right, yes. perfect. But... Usually and my mom what she will bring is she usually makes this like strawberry salad with like a strawberry dressing that's pretty good oh usually. I love that yeah yep that's uh that's always a uh good good uh you know help help helps with the digestion and then you gotta top it off with dessert, which is for me i usually go with well you it depends on how many different desserts are brought kind of like have to sample it out, but yes. usually. Usually, I like to go with pe- uh, a pecan pie with ice vanilla ice but, cream scoop, yep. and then pumpkin pie with whipped cream. So pumpkin pie, I'll eat.
1: I I I I would be all over that pecan pie though, man. Just you're not me. a
0: you're not Mel Kiper.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not Mel Kiper. <laughs> um, my my wife makes um this thing, you know, it's called like a Jello salad, and okay. so you get you get like all these different colors of Jello, right, or flavors. Yep and then you chop them up into little cubes and then you whip it in with like this, I don't know. It's like this floofy stuff. And, uh, it's pretty good. That's pretty good too. But I, I'm like, I mean, kind of a traditionalist when it comes to, I'm just like you pie pie's fine. Some bars, you know, cause I'd rather eat the other stuff. Right. Yep. I mean, that, that's what I want to load up on. Cause
0: I can eat pie right now,
1: but I, I can't go get some dressing.
0: No, <laughs> no, no, you can't. And, uh, when you're done eating, are you, uh, how, how long is your post-meal nap or do you, uh, do you take one? Uh, I might
1: doze off. I'm usually, cause I, I so you're going to Mott. I'm going to Galva. Okay. Uh, interesting. Uh, have I went over how Galva got its name? Uh, Golden Valley, just short. Yes. Good work. Okay. You, that Trinity education is paying off. <laughs> All right. So anyways, um, yeah, I'm going down to Galva. So, I'll probably go downstairs. The gals stay upstairs and play uh, what's it called? Pinochle. Yep. And I just go find the TV and watch football and uh, listen to stories uh, from my brother-in-law, who's uh, uh, kind of a retired dairy farmer. And uh, the guy's got great stories and um, uh, love his stories from when he was in the military to, to just farming stories. And um, uh, so, yeah, that's probably what I'll do. I might doze off, you know, now if I was at home and stuff, yeah, I'll map, you know, of course. But uh, um, uh, the other thing, Dylan, before we go here, man, look, are you listening? I'm listening. Th- this is not – I'm not talking craft macaroni and cheese here, okay? Oh, you I have know. to actually go on the internet or someplace, find a recipe, and make this, you know, with the – it's hard. It's not easy, okay? And then you. you this is going to require some skill. You can't just – wake up thursday morning and say hey i'm whipping this up
0: <laughs> no that that is true that is oh uh, i i've made it before i've made like a uh during lent i always like to make like a a buffalo walleye mac and cheese where you put buffalo sauce on walleye you fry the walleye up oh okay that in. would be good so yeah like doing that and then put breadcrumbs over I, I i think i have a plan we'll uh I, I, I will I will keep you posted. I'll post it here. So I think that's all we got. I got for today. Thank you, Mike, for joining us. This is a Wednesday edition. It's a Wednesday special. It's get exciting. Ready it's for, a special edition. Special yes, edition. Get you ready for Thanksgiving. We got a yes. big week of football ahead. It is rivalry week in the FBS, playoffs in the FCS. Go check us out on all of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter instagram tiktok we'll be posting all our content on there and have a thanksgiving happy thanksgiving to you and your family mike we'll talk to you guys next time yeah same to you dylan thanks for having me on